Good afternoon. Welcome to Ladies and Jerks, a podcast discussing DC's Harley Quinn animated series episode by episode. With me, Penny Valridis. And me, Becca Clough. How you doing, Becca? Great. I've had donuts, so I'm really happy. We have had some Halloween donuts today, which is a real good treat. Mm-hmm. Some good, Some good decisions were made. Some good decisions were made. I feel like the amount of time I spend talking about Krispy Kreme, they should really give me a sponsorship deal by now. I think so too. And the amount of times we go to Krispy Kreme. So many times. So they did give me a free box of donuts the other day. I know. You've had so many free donuts over the week. I don't understand what's happening here. So many free donuts. It's a real great time. (laughs) Morpheus, what are you doing? I hope that people can hear what's happening. And they're not just... <laughs> if you can hear a bizarre scratching sound being picked up, it is Penny's cat deciding that he wants to climb up the window. He's a very strange little cat. So, Soz, in today's episode, we are discussing... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Season one, episode six, You're a Damn Good Cop, Jim Gordon. This is the one where Clayface loses an arm in a heist and it becomes Jim Gordon's only friend. This episode was written by Tom Hindman and directed by Cecilia Aronovich. Aronovich. I watched, I listened to a few different uh, videos of how to pronounce that and they were different, so... They They were minus helpful. Minus helpful, yeah, so I'm really sorry to miss Aronovich for destroying her name every week. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. So, but we like your directing skills, so you know. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, soz and thanks. <laughs> so, in today's cold open, so the beginning of this was excellent. Yeah, we're setting the mood. It's a great time. There's like some classical music playing. Everything mm-hmm. is really chill. Ivy sat there reading her book with like a coffee or something. Surrounded glass by of wine. Glass of wine. Thanks. Yeah. Surrounded by her plants, just living her best life. Mm-hmm. And then boom, Harley yep. rocks up with all with, her pals. Yep, smash, smash, crash, dumps uh, King um, Tutankhamun on the floor in his sarcophagus and is like, what up? Look what I stole. Isn't it great? And Ivy was gutted because she was like, no, King Tut, I wanted to go see him at the weekend. I know, she's real sad. And then Harley's like, look, but now you can touch him. And she's like, I've never thought. Mm, can't wait to touch that dead body in the museum <laughs> gosh i just love ivy she is very funny so yeah she was disappointed and mm. and they justify the theft because they need a new ottoman which i found quite funny as a neurohistory history joke because the ottomans ruled egypt so ottoman empire egypt har har good joke that is good i don't i mean <laughs> i guess the ottoman empire was everywhere so i never really thought about it specifically in egypt that's good knowledge thanks so then they're they're like well look that was a great heist we've done a real good steal they're going to be talking about us all over the interwebs this will be my ticket into the legion of doom so they go on snoobal.com to check a look at check a look have a look at (laughs) villainy.evil check a look (laughs) so have a look at villainy.evil to see what people are saying about their good crime crime doing and fuck all. Actually, no one's saying anything. All they can really talk about is KG Beast, who has had a nomination to join the Legion of Doom. Yeah, 
Love that. KG Beast. KG Beast. Great name. Nor Harley Quinn and her buddies. Yeah, and I always said something about, um, I know you're being extra Harley today, but can you fucking not? <laughs> so then she does some smashing, some more smashing. She, she even smashes up her brand new... Autumn. Very old. <laughs> her brand new shiny King Tut box and her laptop. And um, Cyborgman's all trying to be helpful. And is like, I could call Kissinger, who, as an aside, Henry Kissinger was the um, Secretary of State and also the head of a national security um, agency, the national security advisor for Nixon's presidency. So he also won a Nobel Peace Prize under rather dubious circumstances, which is the joke they're making in the episode. Because they talk about how um, he's referencing, basically, he was in charge of the coup for um, putting General Pinochet into power in Chile in 1973? Or 77, I can't remember which one. He was horrible, basically. And uh, the joke is, he's like, oh, you know, you just, you're in charge of a coup and you do some things, then you're a war criminal. Oh, well. (laughs) Is the joke that um, Cyborgman makes. I am really enjoying that your master's in international relations is coming in so handy. Finally. God. (laughs) I spent £13,000 on that degree from UCL, that master of sciences. And it's coming in perfectly handy as we navigate through harlequin yeah finally finally get all the in jokes that most people wouldn't have even noticed were going on hey (laughs) you should totally just write to the writers and be like thank you very much for giving my life purpose yeah and i'll write to you sal and say i'd like a refund (laughs) (laughs) because i don't use it anywhere else so then (laughs) moving along smash 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 ivy's like Okay, so try and use your words. <laughs> yeah. And then she smashes one more thing. A laptop. Yeah. King Shark's laptop, in fact. Mm-hmm. He wasn't very happy about that. No, he was a bit sad. Although King Shark, as always, just taking it on the chin, being super chilled. And Harley's like, I have done everything. I've done this. I've done that. And Psycho's like, we? She's like, I was using the royal eye. And then just carries on, and then scene <laughs> where it we've got our Harley sign that was our cold open. Mm-hmm. Moving on, yeah. So um, basically, the next plot that Harley comes up with um to basically impress the Legion of Doom is that she's gonna steal uh Bruce Wayne stuff because it's a Wayne emblem on the laptop that she has mashed up, and she's like, oh, I know who we steal shit from to impress Legion of Doom, Bruce Wayne. Um, and I have a question. So, there's a, the, the thing she finds to steal is, what is it, an invisible motorbike? Yeah. And she finds out about it because it's in a magazine. So, why would you put that in a magazine if you didn't want it to get stolen? <laughs> like, it's like you're making a big poster saying, hey, steal this. Because Bruce Wayne's a bit of a douche. Well, yeah, I didn't really account for the douchebaggery, did I? Such a douche. Yeah, Not he bad. just wants to show off all the money he has because that's just what he does yeah my 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 point about the invisible bike was twice so once when they're looking at the magazine and then once when they're actually in the room someone makes a comment about how beautiful it is and it just made me think of the emperor's new clothes because because everyone's like oh it's so nice and then there's nothing there and you can't see anything and and it just made me think maybe there's no bike and maybe it's a trick but then we do see 
psycho flying through the air later later so maybe it was real it's it sounded like there was a bike there um so before this bit actually happens there's a really great conversation i thought with ivy and harley where harley's explaining why she wants to get into the legion of doom yeah because they're the only people that joker's ever respected Mm -hmm. she's like okay so what you're saying is you're not over your ex and you want to go rob your success in his face and she's like "Uh uh-huh that is probably the most relatable thing you've ever said yeah on my notes it just says mood (laughs) (laughs) yes which big mood i just thought was great yeah so so then they're there and they've got their big plan and they're in their little heist van which i also thought was quite funny yeah and clayface goes in in disguise as like a fat white man looking for his daughter but not really his daughter i didn't really understand his story yeah it was something about did she not say something about um pathetic entitlement or something like that i'm sure she said something like that it was very strange. I didn't really understand. Yeah, but anyway, she distra- he distracts the, the guard. I don't really... I, I mean, if I was that guard, I'd be like, um, get the fuck out, I'm busy. Um, But somehow he puts up with it, maybe. At Bruce Wayne Enterprises, they're told that they can't be rude to white people because <laughs> cause they're white people. I mean, possible. Um, and King Shark, this is one of my favourite scenes in the whole episode, is when King Shark is now on his little radio saying to Harley, thanks for letting me use my brain. No one ever lets me do that. And then he just goes chomp and bites off a guy's head and it goes spurt, spurt, spurt out. And he sits down and types on the computer and he's like, let me see what we're working with. God, King Shark is such an excellent character because he's hilarious because he is totally two things that you wouldn't normally put together, but together so perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like chilled guy, really smart, really techie, well, just really wants to help everyone and also just wants to eat everyone's head. Yeah. Also his tooth grew back. And his teeth grew back. I was right. If you remember from last episode, the teeth moved forwards. That was Becca's fun fact for us about sharks. (laughs) (laughs) I like shark week. What can I say? So then while, while that's happening in those, in those two places, Ivy is taking Psycho and Harley up the building and they're counting the floors because they're aiming for like the 27th floor or something. 20 something. Yeah, I feel like that's a reference to something else in Batman, but I did not have the inclination to go look because I was like, mm. it's probably a reference. That's as far as I'm going to go with that because Batman's lame. Uh, it didn't actually occur to me to look that up. I missed out on that one. If you guys know, what would be great is if you emailed us Oh yeah. and told us and then... We'll read your letter out. Yeah. And you can either choose to be named or you can say, please don't give me my name because I, I want uh, you to make up a name, which is what we can also do. Well, yeah, okay. We can, we can totally make them make some villain name. names. Villain name. Can we yeah. have some villain names? Yeah. Okay, this is something we'll think about off there, though, because I feel like... We're going to get distracted. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, us. <laughs> so then... So then, keep having sidebars. Oh so well, many carry on. Sidebars. It's <laughs> full of sugar today. Tell so, <laughs> so, so then, Psycho gets thrown through the window, which makes us think that maybe it was Ivy that threw him last time when he was knocking down the bowling pin baby Harley's. The bowling pin Harley Quinns. <laughs> the bowling pin Harley Quinns. <laughs> yep. And she's th- really good at bowling. So good. And then Harley gets put down really gently. So. Psycho's really pissed off about that and he's like, um, hello. And Ivy's just like, yeah, well, you know, you're a cunt. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a misogynist troll. Yeah. So, I enjoyed that. That made me laugh out loud too. 
Ivy's actually very mean to Psycho, but he is... He absolutely deserves every bit of meanness coming his way. Terrible man. Yes. So it feels fine. Um, And then they get in, they get to the bit where the invisible bike is, and then I think Psycho comments on how beautiful it is. Mm-hmm. I was like, but it's just, it's just, okay, you can't see anything. And then Harley sings a sign, a door that says, even more restricted area. Yeah, and I, I'm like, why is there an even more restricted sign? Like, again, like the magazine with the bike, like, why is this a thing? If you don't want it stolen, Batman, stop being a freaking idiot and making extra signs. But I suppose that's the point of the joke of the cartoon. Yeah, is that Batman's an idiot. An idiot. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely the theme He's a big of the old, entire series. Big old lame boy. <laughs> So, so then Harley's like, fuck this, I'm just going to go get that instead. So she goes, and then the next thing we see is we're back downstairs and Clayface is still telling his strange story. <laughs> My goodness, I have to tell the last line of it. Yeah, go on. So we, we come in, um, obviously Harley and um, Psycho come running in, but they cut off uh, Clayface in mid-story and the last line he says that we don't get to hear the reason for is, and that's the first time one was cuckolded, which means to be cheated on by your wife. Mm. According to the internet. Cuckolded. Cuckolded. Yes. But we never know. That's the first time. And we also never know what exactly <laughs> happened to result in being cuckolded. So that's a thing. That, I feel like we're learning lots of new words watching this show. Cuckolded. Mostly I'm learning slurs and bad things. So I learn. So as... Well, you learn a useful thing. Well, I learned a, an interesting thing. An interesting thing. <laughs> useful. So as Holly is running down in the building, she's she says, I call I call an audible. And then they all leave. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And then when they're outside, Clayface's hand gets stuck because they lock the shutters. Oh, the and, Indiana Jones fail. Yeah, and he didn't get the whole way through in his hand. It just got clean chopped off by the shutters. And he was like, can't we just call another audible? You just called an audible. Let me call an audible so I can go back and get my hand. She's like, no, no, let's go. So I looked it up and it's an American football reference for when the quarterback changes the play at the last minute based on what the defense looks like and then he just tells his players once they've already lined up so that's that's an audible last minute change of plan we used to do that in hockey but that wasn't what it was called it was just called do a different thing (laughs) well maybe you guys needed (laughs) a word it was oh shit the other team are really good help (laughs) i mean hockey needs more words maybe there's a word in american hockey maybe it's an american thing to come up with a word for a last minute change of plan through the window on the invisible bicycle broom 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 yeah so israel it is real he's trying to jump to the next building because harley said that's what she wanted to do because it was a final destination no no what was the film called not final destination fast and furious fast yes and f- fast and furious seven fast and furious the one when they jump um they move the bike from one building to the next building but actually it's all about family <laughs> Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. So, Final Destination is a different film, much better. Very different, very different film. (laughs) And then he explodes or something, or he crashes and he's falling, and then Ivy saves him, and she catches him in his arms like a little baby, and she says something along those lines as well. She says, oh, you little bitch. (laughs) I wrote it down. I really enjoyed that. Excellent. I'm glad you wrote that down, because I think it made me laugh both times. Well, three times now, because it just made me laugh when you said it too. Uh, <laughs> and then they go. 
Yeah. They go and they go home to find out what's going on. And then back on the rooftop, Jim Gordon has used the bat signal to call Batman. To talk about his feelings. To talk about his feelings. And Batman's really pissed off because he's like, you can't just use the bat signal to have a chat. We are co-workers. You're not calling me about the break-in at Wayne Tech. Harley has a very, very dangerous piece of equipment and in her hands, very bad things can happen. And then he confiscates his bat signal, which folds up. He just takes yeah, the bat and he just unclips it and folds it. Just folds. Uh, <laughs> which, like, what? which is just, yeah. So lame. <laughs> and he just gives Gordon this paper bag that looks like a lunch bag and he's like, this is evidence and he looks inside and all you can hear is like baby noises but you don't know what it is and then we go straight back to Harley and that's that's that Gordon's in trouble Gordon's in trouble yeah Batman says you used to be a good cop and then uh, used to be a damn good cop Jim Gordon and then he goes I still am and he says prove it yeah the, the gauntlet has been laid right they're very it's very serious and then we're back in the mall and Harley is doing a chef's kiss for her excellent, excellent execution of the plan. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you doing a chef kiss? It was terrible. It was terrible. We didn't get the bike. Clayface lost the hand. Mm-hmm. And it was a mess. She's like, but I've got this very important button. And it does button things. It's it's buttony. Button. Yeah. Button is her argument. Button. No one's buying it. No, because she's still just thinking about the Legion of Doom and not really about her friends. Well, it's that same thing that we've said all along, is when she tries to impress the Legion of Doom, it goes wrong. Every time she's tried to impress them about something, it's always gone wrong. And it's like, will you just learn already, Harley? Just do do you. You do you, babes. And it'll go great. Stop doing Legion of Doom because there's no point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they're stupid heads. And then Sai comes along because he's ready for the heist and he also does a chef kiss and it takes such a long time because he's doing it with his robot arm and it doesn't quite bend the way he wants it to. And it's a solid like minute, I think, of him slowly, 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 slowly bending the elbow. Creaking away. Pulling the hand towards his mouth. Yeah, and then it gets stuck there for ages and he's like fighting in that, that top arc of the chef kiss before he unfurls his finger. Or the actual kiss movement. It was very funny because, like, there were there was patience in that joke. <laughs> yeah, it was. You had to wait for that one. That it, was not an immediate. And it, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and he was late. He was like, the heist was over. He's too too late. So they go back on the internet to see what they've been saying. What is the review of their excellent heist? So they find a guy called. Ka- Cald, cald critic, cald critic. So I learnt what cald means because <laughs> uh, I didn't know, and it's something hooded like a monk in a hood. And the guy who's the, the critic is a skeleton with a hood on, a bit like the anonymous video faces, but yeah. scarier. Yeah, mm, I don't know if scarier. I think it's less scary because the cartoon, but yes. <laughs> The anonymous faces freak me out as well. Like the the Deeper Vendetta Guy Fox masks spook me out. So it's like that, but a skeleton instead of Guy Fawkes. More like Skeletor. So then he says, "Hey, cowheads," which I thought was really funny because yeah. that's, that's <laughs> what he talk, calls his people, and he's just basically 
uh, insulting their attempts and insulting all of the members of the team and says that they left someone behind. And she's like, what are you talking about? We're all here. And like, no, actually, my hand isn't here. Yeah. And he says, you aren't worthy of legionnaires, let alone the Legion of Doom. <laughs> and I was like, wow, what a specific reference to a specific virus. Very, <laughs> like, very specific. But I guess the same word is in there, though. Yeah. They're very wordy in this, which... I enjoy. I enjoy it, too. I enjoy a good word. And they also say, which, and this is the bit that really fucks Ivy off, <laughs> that her and Psycho are fucking, and they put a little love heart around them, because he got a shot somehow from somewhere. There was some sort of paparazzi, I yeah. suppose. Uh, when she caught him, and she's like, what? No fucking way. Yeah, she's so angry. So, obviously. So angry. That's out of context. Yeah. <laughs> Psycho was pretty annoyed about it too. He was like, "No, that's not cool, man." But um, the cowled critic really, really um lays into Psycho as well because he's like worst person in the world, and then he's got you know, like a little cartoon shot of him being a cunt with the word "cunt" blurred out on top of it, which is great. So, so yeah, they're all real mad. They're all real mad. So then we go back to Jim and the Hand. And Jim is... Jim in the hand. (laughs) (laughs) So they're in the police station and he's interrogating the hand, which is handcuffed (laughs) to a table. And it's like a little baby. And so fun fact about this particular storyline, there was an episode of the Batman animated series where the Clayface in that series also did a little separation of himself and he created a girl to go and pretend to be a girl scout so he could figure out if it was safe for him to leave and then she went rogue and disappeared and went and befriended robin and he had to go find her and reabsorb her like he reabsorbs his hand in this one awkward yeah Mm. so there are lots of little references to the other batman yeah then the little hand is like i'm not supposed to talk to strangers And and then jim's like no we're friends i swear we're friends um and this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship so the for th- Jim Boy. The theme of the episode is definitely friendship. So it's it's Harley being a really shit friend to her friends and being so focused on impressing the Legion of Doom and showing Joker that she is excellent, that she is ignoring the efforts of her friends in all of the things that they're doing together. Like, it's a team effort, but she... She's not thinking about them. She's just thinking about herself. And then Jim has no friends because he just really loves Batman. But Batman was too busy being upset about his buttons. So he wasn't really interested in having a chat. So then their friendship is stressed. So now he's also friends with the hand. And it's all it's all about friendships and how different friendships mean different things to different people. And how you have to nurture your friendships. And if you're a con, it causes problems. Solid moral. Solid moral. <laughs> and but we'll we'll come back to the moral shortly. So Oh we go back to um Harley Quinn's guys and the next thing that happens in my notes is that um Psycho requests to be fired so he can have unemployment. Yes. Um and I really, really enjoy the idea that this is, again, an employed salary job. And then that makes me wonder, like, do they have social security then? 
like do they have a pension do they like what happens when they retire oh my god these are such good questions like if we're talking about life admin and business admin like you know do they have is is their salary taxed like is it you know because this is a job this is an enterprise and if you can claim unemployment then your side hustle surely has to be you know legitimate otherwise he would have been claiming it already yeah right exactly they must be registered registered as a business either as employees and harley's the business or they're all contractors but either way i guess harley's paying them their their share of stuff or are they agency staff so they only get money when they go on the heist not when they're just chilling in the lair but if they live in the lair i feel like they must get paid for all of their time not Mm. just unless they get days unless they get lair living privileges in lieu of money i don't know if that's legal (laughs) it might not be anymore (laughs) it definitely was until recently i'm sure because i was having this conversation with my friend the other day about getting like if you get a live-in nanny you can't just give them board you have to also pay them wage oh yeah no you have to pay them money also being a nanny living nanny is great because it means that all your salary just goes to you because you don't have any living expenses or have to buy any food or do anything so so you have to get a nanny job oh no but then you have to talk to children (laughs) absolutely not so the moral of the story there was that they're probably getting paid as well as being able to live in the house Mm -hmm. so (laughs) more business admin of being a villain yeah so then we have this excellent excellent scene so we're back with jim and his hand and they're being friends, you know, and the hand's like, you're my friend. And Jim's like, oh, you're my friend. And then they have a little friendship montage in Jim's mind. Does that happen they're... yet? Or is that after this bit? Because they, go, oh, they go and make a plot to steal the hand back and also to beat up the critic. Oh, okay. You, I didn't write that down. You go. Oh, okay. So <laughs> they decide, um, Ivy and Psycho decide they're going to go beat the shit out of the critic. Um, Psycho is gonna do it like just like it's really sweet because Harley's like let's go get his hand back then come on um, we have to go get it back because it's evidence and then Clayson's like well yeah also because I like their two hands and she's like get that too <laughs> um, and then Psycho goes like well I'd love to help but and she's like yeah you wanna go beat up the critic that's fair and Ivy's like um, I'm also gonna go and beat up the crit- 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 help the critic uh, <laughs> well done. words are hard um, for for us, but mainly for me, but but for us, but also for me. And then Shark, Clay and Quinn go to get the hand um, and then the hand and Jim Bond. And there's a montage, which I wrote down as well because I liked all the little scenes. So um, there's a montage of them drinking in a bar and the hand downs glasses of milk and then falls over. <laughs> Um, and then they play basketball together and somehow the hand manages to jump to the hoop and that's, I don't know how. And then they play poker and the hands were all good at poker, which I really enjoy the idea of a winning hand <laughs> because that's exactly what a card game is about, is hands, um, which is great. Yeah, I really enjoyed the montage and then we zoom back out of Jim's face <laughs> and it was just, it was just very funny. Yeah. So then King Shark and Clayface have gone to do their plan mm-hmm. and they've tied up a cop and Clayface is getting into character as his one-handed <laughs> cop. I'm laughing at the joke. 
What did you write the trick down? Um, he well, there's a couple of things he says, but one of them's quite interesting and one of them's just quite funny. Okay, go on. So the funny thing is, he says, um, "What shall I be that police officers like?" Or I only have one hand. Why I've only got one hand? And the police officer. Oh, I'm a diabetist. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not a thing. <laughs> I'm a diabetist. <laughs> and then the fun, the 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 really clever joke that I enjoyed a lot. Um, that I, I, I'll tell you about is um, he then says, "Oh well, I need a distraction. What what can I be that um, oh King Shark gets arrested, so they they're sat in the van Harley and uh, Clayface. I'm like, okay, we're gonna do it again then, because now we've lost uh, King Shark, and he says, oh, what do I have to be? What do what do police officers like? Um, and he comes in and says, oh oh, quick, someone's um, was it says someone's hurting." Bruce Springsteen. Joker's Joker's kidnapped. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen, which he pronounces incorrectly as Bruce Springsteen. But I thought it was really funny because actually the police hate Bruce Springsteen. So Bruce Springsteen released a protest song um, about uh, a police officer shooting a black man in America um, in 1999, and it's called it's called American Skin, but the colloquial term is 41 shots because it was 41 shots fired on this poor young man um, and it was four plainclothes white police officers and there was a massive backlash from the New York police because they were very upset that he had done this that as in Mr. Bring- Mr. Springsteen had protested um, so it was released in 2001 it was done live on tour in 2000 but released in 2001 but then re-released after Trayvon Martin in, as well so it's like quite a well-known protest song because basically he sings about 41 shots are fired you can kill just for living in your american skin sounds like a great fact and a sad story yeah but i thought it was very interesting that the police officers immediately jumped to say don't worry the boss we're coming the boss uh when actually the nypd hate bruce springsteen for calling them out that's a great fact. Did you look that up or did you know it already? I knew it, but I didn't know the dates exactly. I had to look it up, but I knew the song and I knew it existed. So I had to do some Googling to do some remembering of the exact facts. Yeah, no, excellent. And then they all run out to try and st- save Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and we can, they, there were, one of the cops was on the phone to someone and we can just hear a woman say, my husband's been murdered and he's still... And the killer's still... And then Harley just hangs up the phone. Yeah, she doesn't even pretend to listen to it. She's like, no. <laughs> just just hangs up. So then they're still looking for the hand and they get to the rooftop and the hand's like to Jim, oh, okay, no, we are friends. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you. And then Harley and Clayface burst through the door and they're like, don't say anything. And then the rooftop shootout commences. Yeah, which is great. Um, I really, really enjoy all of this scene. The music is brilliant because it's that proper heartfelt, emotional realization type track, and then it's interrupted mm-hmm. all the time. Like it starts, and then this couple is sort of bonding, and then meh. the I feel like the music cues in this episode have been hilarious. Yeah, they've been on point the whole time. So the hand doesn't want to go back to Clayface. Yeah, he a, just wants to be with Jim. It's a bizarre Stockholm syndrome vibe going on well i guess because he gets to be his own person with jim right but if he goes back to clayface he doesn't really exist anymore he just goes to back to being a hand yeah i mean this is true 
It still feels like Stockholm Syndrome, though. I mean, he was handcuffed to a table. Do you want to know a fun fact I learned about Stockholm Syndrome recently? Yes, please. So... Is, is it actually that fun, or is it really sad? No. Well... <laughs> this is, like, my fact. <laughs> so, it was made up by this male doctor man. Yeah. Uh, because he couldn't understand why... Uh, one of the women who were, were kidnapped as part of like a, a bank heist thing wanted to go back to protect the shooter guy mm. but it's because she knew so like they were in there there were a bunch of them in the bank for an amount of time maybe a, a few days and the police wanted to break in and like just shoot everyone and she didn't want that, so she was, like, protecting the guy. But not specifically about the guy, just because the police were terrible. So then he was like, well, no, she just has Stockholm Syndrome. He was actually a really terrible guy, but he had been really nice to them. And, like, he hadn't done anything bad. And actually the police were the only ones shooting. And there was mm. no shooting from the robber. This is this is a, a dog day afternoon scenario. I don't know what that means. Dog... Dog Afternoon is one of my favourite films. It's not in black and white. You can watch it. <laughs> um, it's an Al Pacino film. Um, so basically this guy, um, played by Al Pacino. Um, I can't remember his name though, which is terrible. Oh dear. Anyway, he, uh, oh dear. <laughs> he takes a bank hostage because him and his mate Sonny decide to rob a bank. And they go in and they take hostage. And then they become friends with everyone who's in the bank because they're like, oh, well, this guy is just having a real shit time in life like his his wife had um like wants to leave him even though they've got two kids and stuff and he's like lost his job and then it turns out he's in love with this man who he's trying to rob money to pay for his transgender surgery for and he's just having a real hard time sal not sunny that's why sunny is the main character i remember now sal is his mate and they're just doing some robbing to get some money to help um, his boyfriend become a girl. And it's really hard. And um, it just it's a bit of a farce, but it's, it's, it's really funny. Um, definitely recommend it. Okay, noted. Thanks very much. Yeah. So that's probably where that movie came into that story. So. so Stockholm Syndrome is not a real syndrome. And it was just made up by a doctor that didn't understand why someone would choose the kidnapper over the police as someone to trust. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> if someone's been real nice to you, you're like, hmm, well, okay then. Although, on a side note to that, I always detest when someone's like, this person's obviously not a nice person and someone else defends them by going, oh, they've never done anything bad to me. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but they're horrible to me, so... Which is a different scenario, but... It's one of my biggest dislikes if a person who's on the fence uses that as their way out of saying, no, this person's actually bad. No, I mean, that's fair. That's kind of... We have gone so off topic. That's yeah, why not? kind of the entire basis of racism and misogyny, though. Well, exactly. And of, like... Every woman I know has either been sexually assaulted or knows someone who has been sexually assaulted or raped but all men i know are like oh well i don't know anyone i don't know anyone who would do that it's like 
you do you absolutely do because oh, yeah. there it's impossible for you to not <laughs> where are these rapists at then if men? none of you know them yeah i mean it's not true you like, absolutely 100 percent. they definitely do. don't live in caves and only come out to rape like they are people who just are around they're your friends but because they're not raping you you're just ignoring ignoring it, it. yeah that was a real long sidebar i think it was worth having i mean yeah so then (laughs) jim gordon's like okay cover your ears i'm about to work blue and then he turns around and he says i'm gonna fuck you to death with bullets so i looked up what work blue means because that was a weird statement and it's a phrase used by comedians to describe a comedy act laced with profanity and sexual content so i guess that was him wanting to fuck them with the gun bullets that was his profanity and then I guess the comedy was him just being a bit shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that funny, but definitely weird and sexual and full of profanity. So. Yeah. And like two out of three, my friend. The Jim Gordon character in this is fucking weird. Yeah, we haven't had him since the first episode. And I had a big old rant about him being like, Penny, what's the deal with this guy? What a fucking weirdo. Such a weirdo. Yeah, we're all easier. So then Harley's like, look, don't, or I'm going to press the button. And he's like, I'm going to count to three and then I'm going to shoot you. And then he shoots her and then there's this slow motion scene of, (laughs) I'm doing slow motion hands, but you can't see me. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Slow slow motion bullet and it's like, and then she presses the button and then she's gone. He's like, oh, well, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. He was like, oh. Oh, that's really not what I wanted to happen. <laughs> it's so anticlimactic for him. You can see he's like, oh, poo, that's not that's not what I wanted. <laughs> poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, poo. <laughs> so then Harley zaps herself into the, well, into a dark place. And she's like, oh, strange. And then she stands up and then she falls and she gets wedgied by a big stone and she realises she is in the back cave. Yeah. I love the artwork in this scene as a total side note because it's like almost like watercolour stalagmites and stalactites like spiking up and down and they're all cool like dark blues and yellows and spookiness. And I don't know why like because there's no other scene like that in really in the whole cartoon that we've seen that's been there's so much watercolour painting in it and I just thought it was really nice so what I particularly like is there's this like very serious beautiful watercolour bat cave and then Harley is hanging upside down having a wedgie with her butt out attached to the edge of (laughs) this thing yeah it looks like um, an old video game doesn't it (laughs) yeah and then she sees Batman and he's like what the fuck are you doing here you press the button yeah and he's he's got the freaking bat on his like the bat button thing What's it called? Signal. That's the word I was after. He's got the bat signal that he, he took off of Gordon just on his desk. He's just sat there. Like, what are you doing, mate? Get he, a fucking life. So it's he's so strange. And then he's pretending like he doesn't care about Gordon because Harley's like, look, don't kill me because I'm here to help you. Gordon's up there and he's suicidal and it's a terrible time. He's like, I don't care about him. And then his screensaver comes on and they're at a birthday party and Gordon's like putting a hat on his head. Yeah, and they've got the cake. They've got the cake and Batman's looking like a moody little child. And so, question. Yes. Harley has stolen this tech from Wayne Mm. Tech. Very, very restricted, restricted, very special. She presses this very special restricted Wayne Tech button and it takes her to the Batcave. 
does Harley know that Batman is Bruce Wayne? I don't think so, because there's never any direct correlation between two. No one ever says it out loud. No. But I feel like if I stole a thing from Wayne Tech and the thing magicked me to the Batcave, I would probably think that either Batman and Bruce Wayne work together or were connected in some way or were maybe the same person. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's overlooked because Harley's so self-involved at this point in Mm. having her big realisation about the fact that she's been a a prick to her friends. That she doesn't really... And also the other thing is that none of them give a shit about Batman. So they're not going to think about, oh, maybe Batman and Bruce Wayne are the same person because they're just going to be like, Batman's lame, don't give a shit about him. I'm not even going to be interested in what his identity is because he's such a lame-o. Okay, yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah. Like, he's such a non-entity to her that I guess she doesn't figure it out. She just doesn't care. Mm -mm. And that's fair, because Batman is lame. He's lame. We (laughs) we missed out uh, a good reference that I really enjoyed, which was when um, Jim Gordon... Oh, no, wait, we haven't missed out yet, have we? We have, because we we went in the wrong order. Um, (laughs) Of course we did. At some point in every episode, we go in the wrong order. It's it's the rules. (laughs) Um, Jim Gordon makes a really good Charlton Heston joke that's not funny but of course it would be because it's quintessentially lame when he says you have to pry this hand from my cold dead and he sort of stops and goes hand <laughs> and i'm like great because he's holding a gun in the other hand and it's like oh okay you just talk about charlton heston excellent he said that at an nra meeting <laughs> when they were trying to ban a certain kind of rifle in charlton heston who ran the nra national rifle association if anyone doesn't know and he said you'll have to pry this gun from my cold dead fingers because he was a psychopath and is now dead which is great did he die of gunshot wounds sadly not he was real old i think he just died of being old but i can't remember That's he was normal. not a nice man old is what normally gets you <laughs> when you're full of such evil yeah you seem to live forever when you're full of evil so, anyway so, so <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry in in the back cave Harley obviously makes a joke about that being where Batman fucks the bats. Yeah, but then great. she helps him be a better friend. And she's like, look, you and me are very similar. You don't care about your friends. I don't care about my friends. He's like, we are not the same. We are very different. And he's not really paying any attention to the fact that she's trying to teach him a lesson about his pal who just loves him and wants to hang out and is very upset that he took his bat sign away, bat signal away. Mm-hmm. And then Batman, Batman says, I'm not good at emotions. <laughs> not good at emotion. Emotion. And Holly's like, not good at uh, vocabulary. vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, burn. That's great. So while all of this is going on, oh. we have our side story of yeah. Ivy and Psycho going in search of the cowled critic, cowled, cowled, cowled critic, cowled critic. Yeah. It's really hard to word. say. Yeah, <laughs> cowled, cowled is what you'd say if you were Scottish. Cowled, cowled. Yeah, like towel. But people towel. in England say towel. Towel, cowled. Okay, fine. Cowled, cowled. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they go in search of the critic, the critic, and this this bit's funny. Ivy's like. Uh, oh yeah, so this is this is the place. He's like, um, so you heard it, and she's like, yep, yep, I heard it on the grapevine. That's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy that. 
So then they knock on this little door and then we zoom out and a big door opens and it's his giant ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And this time we can see her face, not just her legs. Yep. And he's like, fuck. Oh, fuck, it's you. And they go inside and he's like, I knew it would be you, you and your stupid boyfriend, Brad. And then there's a really great kind of language joke. Yeah, she's like, I don't have time to care about you. I'm busy getting licked out by this guy who's drawing a sculpture with his tongue. Yep. In an ice cream. <laughs> he, he draws um, Michelangelo's David with his tongue. That. That's, that's what he creates. Excellent. Uh-huh. And Psyche's like, only... Only weak men do that. Weak men do that. And Ivy's like, signalling the call me sign and being like, just, you know, you and me. Yeah, you and me. <laughs> call me. Call me. I need to, I need to be your... <laughs> I need to know you. So then they're having an argument and then Herman opens the door and walks out. Herman is Psycho's son, in case anyone can't remember. Yeah, so we, we saw both the giant Giganta, Giganta and Herman sure. in episode one or two when they were on episode two, well done, on that talk show. Mm-hmm. After he said the word cunt. Tanny? Tony. Tony. Well done. Gosh, your memory's excellent. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then they go to have a little heart-to-heart where they're doing a little fight. great. And then they're having a little moment and... He's just explaining why he said all of the terrible things and how much he hates him. And then he's like, look, I did all of the terrible things to you because I want you to be a really bad man. And I saw all this villainy in you and I just, you know, no good villain had a nice, happy life. And I just wanted to punish you to make you better. Yeah, he says some supervillains don't come from happy homes. And he said there was so much evil potential inside him that he wanted to unleash um, and also I really enjoy that um, Psycho's son just says fuck you named me Herman <laughs> like <laughs> great and I thought about that like I'm really glad my parents gave me a reasonably sensible name like, <laughs> like all the kids whose parents give them bizarre names I'm like alright you're being creative and original but also your child has to spend its entire life called whatever you've chosen well they don't have to but like they have to spend a reasonable portion at school called that I mean but you can get really Fun names that are different that are great. Oh yeah, no big fan but of those just ones. Not, but just not Herman. Well, I mean, case in point is um, what's their faces? Grime and Elon Musk's child. Isn't it just some letters? Well, they weren't allowed to name their child the original name because um, the California state um, naming little boxes that you write in won't actually scan or accept the name on the computer to, for for her like the baby can't have a, an existence. If they can't name it something with the correct characters. That's excellent. I didn't know about that fun little fact. Yeah, another fun fact. I can't remember how to pronounce it. But also, um, did you not see that Elon Musk burned her on Twitter when she said, we named it after this one, which is our favourite rocket. And he was like, actually, no, it's this rocket. (laughs) It's great. Anyway, (laughs) side note, he's called Herman and he was real mad about that fact. Um, And they had this big like hug hate or hate hug where they're like, I fucking hate you, Dad. I fucking hate you, son. And they're hugging each other and they're all And it's happy. really moving. It is. And then in the background is Ivy having a little tear up and then she says, I'm going to go find Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was really funny. I, I, Ivy was having a real moment. Yeah. And then she was like, I'm going to find Brad. So, so then we're back to the roof. And I, Ivy... No. Harley and Batman land on the roof and they've done a big swing and Harley's very excited about it. And she's like, oh, wow, can we do that again? And then Batman, with his boring self, is like, no. No. Uh, no. 
<laughs> so then they're all having a moment and Gordon's like, look, there's nothing you can say. And then Batman says he's sorry. And then he just puts his new little friend down. And then that's it. That was all it took. He just needed a sorry. And then Batman put his bat signal back. Bat signal back. And then he just, Gordon just says, okay, well, I don't need you, little friend. You can just go back to... Go back to your dad now. Go back to your dad. And uh, Batman says it. He says, you're a damn good cop, Jim yeah. Gordon. So he says it. And then they have a moment... And then Batman's like, right, Harley, you're going to Arkham. She's like, what? I just repaired your most important adult relationship. Yeah. And he tries to handcuff her and she throws his button at him. And then he puffs away. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um. So then little hand goes like, burr, 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 and runs um, runs towards Clayface. And he goes, burr, and absorbs him. And then they try and escape because obviously Jim is still there. And I really enjoyed this little bit where he, he like holds up the gun to try and shoot them and he can't shoot because the hand is still there and he can't shoot the hand. <laughs> and it's kind of got point break vibes about it when he's when um Keanu Reeves has got to shoot um Patrick Swayze and he can't because he actually loves him. So he can't shoot him. And he just loved the hand. Yep. And then <laughs> and then uh, Doctor Psycho goes, What a pussy. <laughs> And then all the cops come out and they're trying to shoot them and Psycho just takes all of their guns and he's like, dance, coppers. And he shoots at them with their own guns at their feet and they do a little dance. Yeah. Which is funny. Hi, Morph. We've got another cat joining us. <laughs> the cats are very interested in what's happening today. So so then they go back to the lair and they're very excited about what what's going on, what's been said. And they log back on the interwebs and the cowed critic is retracting his previous statement. Yeah. And he's actually telling everyone that Harley's actually great and that Psycho is actually great and that Psycho was the hero of the day and Harley's like, um... And Ivy's just like, no, just let him, just let him have it. Let him have it. Which is really cute. And then he's like, and Ivy and Psycho aren't together. And they both just go, thank fuck for that. Or like, finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're so relieved. Um, and Harley says sorry. She's like, I'm really sorry, you guys. I've been a dick. I know I want to get into Legion of Doom. But also, you know, I'm going to care about you. Yeah, you're cool. And then eventually everyone realises, oh my god, we left King Shark in jail. But so they didn't realise... Cal, the cowled critic told them. Yeah, he's like, he's like, Harley's cool, even if she keeps leaving people behind. Like, what? And she's like, we didn't leave anyone. And then we cut to King Shark in Arkham. Who was living his best life. Was he in Arkham or was he in prison? Maybe just in regular prison. I think, I think regular prison. Anyway, so he's living his best life. Someone's brought him some premium quality... Toilet wine. Toilet wine. <laughs> and he's got a bodyguard. And his bodyguard has a number on his thing. Zero one one two eight five. So, the first of the twelfth, nineteen eighty five, which was the day the giant squid attacks New York in Watchmen, which is a fun fact for you for DC fans who Great. are into Watchmen. And Harley bursts through the doors to through the wall, and she's like, "I'm really sorry that I left you here." And he's like, "It's okay. I got to really get to know." Uh, yeah, the failings of the prison industrial complex, which is great. Yeah, more commentary on American politics. I really enjoy all the depth of sarcasm. It suits me great. Absolutely. <laughs> and the, and then he's he's uh, calling down to the the other prisoners because he can hear them making fish jokes to some new beans. And he's like, guys, 
not appropriate. Oh, he flips out. He's like, I'm going to kill every single one of you. I'm going to rip all of your faces off. And Harley carries him out. Yeah. And that's... And then that's that. That's the end. <laughs> and I just thought this episode was fun. I lo- It's not my favourite episode. No. But that's okay. We did some more character building and story setting. And I feel like because it's a new thing and because they're establishing different sorts of relationships to the other cartoon Batman cartoons that we've seen a lot of the beginning of this season has been just kind of laying the foundations Mm. there's lots of rewriting Um, they have to change a lot of it because otherwise it would just be another Batman comic and that would be really lame well so I think that they've taken lots of bits from the Harley comics Mm-hmm. And Batman's always lame in yeah. in the Harley comics. And I, I guess mm-hmm. in the other villain comics too. I've not read any of the other ones. I say other. Harley's not really a villain. <laughs> you know what I mean. I know what you mean. We we all know what you mean, Penny. So Yeah, like I don't I don't know if, how much rewriting they're doing, but lots of newness in terms of like recent history of yeah. Harley. They're having to build a new framework that doesn't exist really in cartoon yeah. land yet. So I can accept that this episode wasn't the most fun. It was still funny and there were still moments that I laughed out loud. And I really like that. I don't think we had any Joker today. Did we have any Joker no. today? It was great. Which was great. I miss Bane though. Bane is hilarious. I think we'll see Bane again soon. Good. So yeah. Ultimately, this one was fun. We learned a lot of things. We made some good progress. And Harley learned a real valuable lesson about friendship. And she taught it to Batman, who kind of, I think, listened. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see where the, the Harley-Batman relationship goes. Because they seem to tolerate each other. Actually, Bar- Harley doesn't really seem to see him as, as an adversary anymore. No, she's kind of like over that. Yeah. And she got to go on a little ride on his cape. Which is excellent. It's pretty cool. I wonder if, as time goes on, Batman grows at all through the series from all of the lessons he's getting from Harley, or if he remains... Lame. Lame. I don't know, because that's a difficult position. Like, surely he has to be lame for the premise to really (laughs) fulfil itself. But then also, the Joker is the lamest, so... Hmm... I guess we'll see. We'll find out. Well, so I guess that's the end. Yeah. See you later. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, we'd love it if you went over to our Apple Podcasts and left us a five-star review. Apparently, these things are really helpful. And if you'd like to get in touch, you can find us at ladiesjerks on Instagram or email us at ladiesjerks at gmail.com. Also, we have a Twitter, which is called Ladies and Jerks. Thanks, guys.